Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody. My name is Jim Burns, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. And uh, I'm I'm guessing right now most of you are housebound anyway, so you might as well listen to my podcast, or I might as well do one. And I plan on doing a whole lot more, because this COVID-19 crisis has driven just about everyone out of their mind. This pandemic, if you will that we have with people being left basically in the street when they have a heart attack. If the the EMTs can't revive them, they're left there because there's no room for them at the hospital. People have masks on. People are walking around panic-stricken. There's tape set up in stores where you have to remain six feet away. It is absolutely frightening what's happening right now. No cars on the road. Uh, Nothing to to speak of. Essential, uh, non-essential things are closed. We all know this because we read it in the New York Post, the Times. We hear it on the radio and we're aware of it because we're stuck in the house. Now, being stuck in the house, if you have young children, brings with it many challenges. Whether you are working or not working, there are challenges to being in the house with kids who are of school age. And I'm going to say of school age between maybe first grade through fifth or sixth grade, because once kids get to middle school, They have the ability to kind of function on their own when it comes down to doing their required work. But if you have kids at home that are second, third, fourth grade, and you are then given the challenge of following the assignments that are given to you online by the teacher to help your son or daughter succeed and learn. We're not talking about homeschooling, if you will. 
where kids were homeschooled and are still homeschooled years ago, either for religious or other reasons, where they just stayed home. We're talking about, okay, parents who have basically, okay, have to supervise the learning of their children. Now, the teacher provides the content, and the teacher has given us instructions as uh, as parents, because I have a nine-year-old, that they are the teacher. We don't have to do it. The kids do the work, and they submit it to the teacher, and they email back and forth, and they chat. Well, if you're home with a nine-year-old, and that's what's going on, don't think that they're not going to have questions. They're going to get off task. They're going to start playing with the dog. They're going to look for something to eat. They're going to want to do cartwheels. They're going to want to watch TV. They're going to want to get on the internet for other reasons. There's a host of things that go on. And what I'm going to do today is give you 12 things that you can do. 12 things that you can do to help your children learn at home during this COVID-19 pandemic. 12 things. And, you know, they're not hard, and they're basically habits that if you begin to develop them over time, over time, they will help you going forward. They will help you going forward. So let me share with you what I have learned and what I believe to be true in terms of dealing with kids who are home during this crisis. Now, I am a person of consistent ways. I want to do the same thing today that I did yesterday. I want to do things over and over and over. That's how you get good at them, by doing the same thing over and over. That's what schools have done with our children. They Schools have created routine. And routine is very healthy for children because they understand the expectations that are set forth by parents and by teachers. Now, if you happen to be a rather wishy-washy parent or you have difficulty disciplining or it could be yes today and no tomorrow for the same exact thing. You need to listen to this because you're going to have difficulty with your son or your daughter at home if you don't get consistent and no amount of whining, complaining, uh, or arguing, okay, will... uh, keep this kid from doing their work if, in fact, you are consistent. So the first thing that I'm going to share with you is get up at the same time you would if you were going to school. So if you had to catch the school bus, what time would you get your son or daughter out of bed? And if you're home with them, if you're home with them, okay, you have to wake them up. And what's the next thing you do after you get woken up? Think about it now. This isn't hard, and people that work from home understand this all too well. 
you get dressed. You don't stay in your jammies. You don't stay, you know, in your casual clothes. You get ready as if you're going out to work. That's how you do it. You get up, you get dressed. You brush your teeth. Maybe you take a shower. You get your clothes on. You come downstairs just like you were ready. Or you go into the kitchen or whatever room you are using for your, for your instruction. You make sure that you get there. Now, on Mondays, at least in my school district where I live, the teacher has an assignment packet for the week that my daughter has to download off of, uh, off of Google Docs. Now, let me explain, or Google Classroom, I'm sorry. Let me explain a couple of things to you. In this situation that we're in, if you are not familiar with Google Classroom and Zoom, you better get savvy on those two things because everything is being presented through Zoom and Google Classroom. So learn how to use them. It doesn't surprise me. I have friends, and I'm 65, uh, who are right now being challenged with the idea that they have to teach online college courses and they don't know how. They don't understand Zoom. They don't understand one learning platform, whether it be Moodle, whether it be Blackboard, whether it be Canvas, whatever the case may be, they don't understand it. And they're in deep trouble. And if we don't evolve with the world rather quickly and get up to speed on Google Classroom and Zoom, okay, we're never going to be able to help our kids and we're never going to be able to be there to understand what their assignments are and maybe give a quick look to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. So you get up at the same time you would if you had school, you get dressed. You come downstairs <clears throat> or into the kitchen and you have breakfast. Whatever that is. Waffles, cereal, whatever the Same routine, just like you would if you were going to school. That's it. No problem. Now, let's start school. We have our packet. We have the information that we need from the teacher. We know if there's going to be a Zoom meeting. We know what's going on in Google Classroom. Where are we going to do this? You don't want to sit on a couch. You have to ask yourself. You have to ask yourself as a parent, and you have to check in with your um, child, what is going on at this time during the day in the classroom? So if my daughter wants to get up and do cartwheels, I my question to her is, could you do cartwheels if you were in school? Of course not. You can't even get out of your seat if the teacher's giving instruction. So you have to create an environment that is very scholastically based and like a classroom. So you sit at a table. You don't lounge in a chair. You don't lay on the couch. You don't do those things. You get yourself at a table and do your work.
So that becomes more of a classroom atmosphere. Now you work for a few hours, but it's not for a few hours. You're going to work for 40 minutes, 30 minutes, take a break, have a snack, rub your eyes, transition between subjects. You're going to work for a period of time. It might be two 40-minute periods. Then it's lunchtime. Believe it or not, then it's lunchtime. Between 8 and 11 goes by rather quickly. Now, I want to share something with you. Because you can do this with your kids at home. School may be six hours. Maybe six hours a day. Six and a half, whatever the the number might be. Kids spend about two and a half hours doing academic work. In other words, if we were to eliminate all the transition, all the movement, all the going in between specials, leaving the classroom, then you go to gym, then you go to lunch, and then let me just give you a heads up on this. What schools lack, what they lack most of the school year is what I call momentum. They lack momentum. You can't gather it because the calendar won't allow it. September, when the kids come back, they're all in left field yet in terms of learning, and you may spend two weeks trying to get them to begin to buy in. Then you may have Jewish holidays in September. So that's time off. Then you go into October. I don't have to tell you what the end of October is. I don't have to tell you that Columbus Day is in October. And there are other Jewish holidays in October. Then you go into November, and that's a disaster in New Jersey, which I think it's going to go the way of the Buffalo, but we have our teachers' convention, which is the first... uh, uh, it's the second, maybe the second week of November on Thursday and Friday. Some districts combine Veterans Day with that. They give teachers the entire week off in November. Then you have Thanksgiving. How much steam is a teacher really gathering over the course of those first three months? December, we know all about that. January, they come back. They're still half asleep. You have Martin Luther King Day. Throw in the snow days that you may end up with. You're getting them ready to take a test. February, March, the test comes. You've got Easter break. You've got Passover break. You have all manner of vacations that come up. Then right after the kids are given the test, it slows down. You don't do much academically. Before you know it, they go home. I suggest... Okay, they go home for the summer. I suggest that kids get, out of the 10-month school year, about four months of academics. And I think that during the day, they're getting about two and a half hours of academics. Because there's so much going on in between. And the teacher may do one or two lessons in the morning and one or two in the afternoon. When you take out... Uh, They call it STEAM, and not that it's not important. 
Okay, but when you you look at what kids are assigned to do, they have one primary teacher who gives them English, math, science, and social studies. And that's what that's what happens. Once a week they or twice a week they get gym, once or twice a week they have specials, and before you know it, it's all over. So this idea that we have a 6-hour school day is is unfounded. They the kids are in school academically for about two and a half hours. Take that mindset, set yourself up a schedule, and say, we're going to do this for two and a half hours, and we're going to get the work done. Then maybe, and and, t- and by today's standards, we can't do a lot because of COVID-19, but then maybe we can play a game. Maybe we can go outside in the backyard. Maybe we can do some things that are more fun, that are fun, Okay, that that we have where we have the time to do it. The problem is many parents are not home, and I'm not sure. I'm not aware of who is watching these kids when the parents are not home. Some parents can work from home. Some parents have to go to work. Some parents have been furloughed. Some parents are struggling with money. Teaching their kid is the last thing on their mind. Some parents may have got the uh, the coronavirus. So we have to be ready to deal with what the school gives us scholastically. And we have to be able to work with kids quickly. Two and a half, maybe three hours, that's all you'll need if, in fact, you follow the plan and you have a schedule. Now, I've already touched on... I've already, there's my dog barking upstairs. You know, I, I, I'm sure you can hear her. That's Bella. She's barking. Okay. I've already touched on the fact that you have to learn Google Classroom. There, You have to learn it. I've touched on the fact that you must learn Zoom. You have to learn that. If you don't, you're going to be in left field. You're going to have, the kids are going to know it before you will, that's for sure. So maybe kids can learn it. They, My daughter knows how to set up Zoom. She goes into the meeting. She has the class and that's it. I know there were some, some security issues with Zoom. Everybody's got a password now. So we're, we're doing okay with it. But get savvy with Google Classroom and Zoom. Now, if you're not at home with your kids... Do yourself a favor and just check their work at night. Do yourself a favor and check their work at night. Go over it. It's a time where a kid has been home all day long. All day long sitting home. Matter of fact, I feel terrible that kids can't go out and play. They can't have play dates. They can't go see their friends. They can't go ride their bike. They can't do anything. They're at home. And they're involved with electronics, and they're online, and they're doing things. But man, oh man, you take a 9-year-old kid, or a 10-year-old kid, or 11, and you stick them in the house all day, it is tough to deal with if you're used to moving around. Even, like, there's no soccer, there's no gymnastics, there's no nothing. Can't do anything. It's tough on the kids, I guarantee it. 
but do yourself a favor. Go over there work at night with them. It's a great way to spend a little time and check to see if they got done what they needed to get done. Now, this last piece. These kids, when they're in school, they have <clears throat> character ed programs. They have actually have an anti-bullying instructor that comes into the classroom who is a specialist or a coordinator and talks to them about bullying. We do not want to lose sight of that. This at-home business is a is an absolute hotbed for cyberbullying because kids who are prone to that will cyberbully because they don't have anything else to do. They'll start it. And they're not going to school. The teacher isn't going to have to deal with it. The parents will have to deal with it. We can't even get to the get to the kid who's the bully because of the fact of the coronavirus. So what we want to do is we want to continue to educate our kids about the being a person of good character and one that does not bully. Now, if you are a parent, this will work for you. If you are a teacher, it will probably work even better because you'll be able to use it with more kids. I'm putting a link up on the in the episode description that's titled Just Lesson Plans. It is a series of lesson plans on character ed and on anti-bullying. You can click on it. You'll go into the store. I tell you, it costs a couple of bucks. I'm not going to deny that. But like anybody else, you know, this podcast needs a little bit of oomph once in a while to keep going, you know, and it does cost money to run and to produce. So here's your opportunity. You can get this product, Just Lesson Plans. I'm not going to say much more about it. I'm just asking you to please take the time to do it because your kids are going to need it. They're not getting that special at home, but parents have to teach character and teach anti-bullying to their kids. And let me tell you something, parents, if your kids are home, now's a great time to do it because it's not like they're in school all day. Now you're responsible for the curriculum and for delivering information about character and anti-bullying. So if you were unhappy before, here's your chance to do it for yourself and help your kids. I don't know how long this pandemic is going to last. It could be 18 months. I don't know when it will peak. I don't know when they're going to let us out of the house because really, we are sequestered. We're not going anywhere. We can't. If you got to run out to the store, you do it. You stay six feet away. You put a mask on. You know, you do whatever you have to do, but you get in and out as fast as you can. You deal with delivery. You deal with a lot of other things. And we're going to be talking more moving forward, and I'm talking about now within the next day or so, about if you are stuck at home, what are some of the things that you can do while you're home? I mean, I'm talking about as an adult. 
What are some of the things you can do? Creative things that you can do. Interesting things that you can do. Rather than sit home. If you're unemployed, I reach out to you. I am very, very sorry that you are. I am. But nobody's hiring, except if, I guess CVS is hiring. Some of the larger pharmaceutical places are hiring. It's tough to find a job. You're going to collect unemployment. You're going to get a stimulus check. You're stuck in the house, though. What can you do? What can you do? I'm going to come up with uh, some great um, suggestions for you in our next podcast about activities you can do while you're at home to make life interesting. It's a tough time. It's a tough time. The weather's pretty nice here in New Jersey. It's not bad. It's enjoyable. Easter is coming. Unbelievable. Can't get out and buy Easter candy. But it's still a nice day today. I wish you all the best as we go through this crisis. And I will share with you, regardless of what the weather is like outside, we're home now. And our kids need to see that we can manage the stress associated with this pandemic. So never forget that regardless of what it's like outside, you're going to carry your own weather around with you for your sake and for the sake of your kids. Because they need to see that you can deal with it. They need to see that you are people of character They need to see that you can live in a house with people for a long period of time. Anne Frank did it for a long time with a lot of people in a small attic. And if staying at home protects others, that's what we got to do. That's what we have to do. It's the thing to do. Because we have people dying all over the place right now. And they predict a lot more are going to die before this whole thing is over. And I'm hoping it ends soon. But while you're home with your kids, get creative yourself. Help your kids with the work. Follow the suggestions that I just gave you. You'll discover that things will go a lot smoother academically for your kids. And take a look at some of the character ed and anti-bullying information that I have, it's your chance to teach them about the in these two areas so that when they go back to school, they're stronger people and they are capable of dealing with others if, in fact, they had difficulty while they were in school. Once again, this is Anti-Bullying 101. My name is Jim Burns. I thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm going to be back at you in a day or so. Look for the next podcast. It's going to be things you can do while you're sitting at home. The other thing I might do is I may have Zoe, my nine-year-old daughter, on the show with me. She's going to talk to you about what it's like being at home and having your teacher send the information to you and working with mom or dad on, on, on her subject areas. Might be an interesting podcast. Once again, my name's Jim Burns. Thank you so much for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.